Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Matthew, chapter 7. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Matthew chapter 7, if you've been with us or you haven't been with us, we've been doing a verse-by-verse study through the gospel of Matthew, particularly we have been in the area commonly known as the Sermon on the Mount. And it seems like we've been in the Sermon on the Mount for two years. We've been studying the Word, but you know, I I was uh, out of town, as I told you guys this week, and... um, uh, this past week, and uh, I was talking to some some Calvary pastors at a pastors conference, and it was just wonderful, just wonderful. So good to see what God's doing around the world. I met a Calvary pastor from Nigeria, and he is the Calvary Chapel pastor in Serbia. You see, God sends people in different places. Who would ever thunk it? And sweet brother. Good, behold how good and how pleasant it is when brothers and sisters fellowship together in unity. It was so good. And so I was telling a couple pastors, I said, you know, pastors, oh, what you're studying these days, you know? Oh, we're in the Sermon on the Mount. How long you been in the Sermon on the Mount? I don't know, indefinitely. I mean, <laughs> we've been here for a long time. And, uh, but, but we're in no rush. You know, we're, we're just studying the scriptures because for a lot of us, it's our first time going through the Bible. It's our first time seeing these things. And I think it's important to hear what the Lord says. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I, I'm just waiting for Jesus to come back. Amen, saints? I, you should be. I'm waiting for Jesus to come back. And I think if he comes and raptures the church and we get to heaven, he's not going to say, how come you were still in the Sermon on the Mount? <laughs> I don't think this is going to happen. And so I, I'm just taking my time going through the scriptures, going through the gospel of Matthew, particularly in the Sermon on the Mount, as you know, if you've been with us. The Sermon on the Mount covers chapters 5, 6, and 7. Chapter 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount. And as we come to chapter 7, we actually come to the close of the Sermon on the Mount here in chapter 7. Last week, if you weren't with us, we talked about our outline was a series of two. I gave you a series of two. We talked about last time, two gates. One is narrow and the other is wide. If you weren't here, you can pick up the CD or tape copy of last week's sermon. We talked about two ways. One is broad and one is narrow. We talked about two destinations. One leads to destruction and one leads to life. And this morning, we're going to talk about two trees and two fruits. One tree is good with good fruit and one tree is bad with bad fruit. Next week, when you come back, we're going to talk about two men. One is wise. The other is a fool. And we're going to talk about two houses, two buildings, two structures, one built on the rock and the other 
is built on sinking sand when you come back next week. So this morning, we'll talk about two trees and two fruits. In Matthew chapter 7, beginning in verse 15, saints, if you're there, say amen. amen. Oh, you guys, that was weak. That was weak. I can't let you get away with that. If you're there, say amen. amen. Much better beware, Jesus says, of false prophets. Circle that word beware. Got a pen? Get it out. Look at this word beware. Circle it. He says, beware of false prophets. This is Jesus speaking. Who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, and a bad tree bears bad fruit. You see, this, this isn't rocket science work here, you guys. This is, this is easy stuff. Notice verse 18. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. But every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, in verse 20, by their fruits, you will know them. Stop right there. Give me your attention. I don't think it's hard to see. We live in a culture of fakes. We live in a culture of counterfeits. I want to say that new $20 bill. You see that new $20 bill? That's weird, man. That's weird. But, but, but the new $20 bill, why did they make it so complex? Because they're seeking to avoid counterfeits. I was in the airport this past week. And uh, up, in, uh, up in, the, uh, in the cold climate of Rochester, New York, it was freezing. So I go to this pastor's conference, and I'm teaching in Psalm 147. And, uh, and, and it's a great psalm. You should take the time to read it sometime. One, psalm 147, beautiful psalm. I'm talking about worship. And I was ta- you know, speaking and talking about why we worship. We worship because it's right. We worship because it's reasonable. And we worship because God has revealed himself to us. And so in that chapter, it talks about, it's talking about God, how right and reasonable and God's revealed himself. And it's talking about the glory and the awesomeness of God, because God is awesome. God is great. And in that chapter, it talks about he, he put the stars in the sky and he named them all. And then it says, God is so awesome, who can stand before his icy blast? And I said, no one from North Carolina. <laughs> Because it was cold. And so I'm on my way back. And I don't know if you've noticed if you've traveled lately, but in the airports, they, they, like all the newsstands and stuff, they all have like these, 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 these bins or these, you know, displays there. And, and, they, and they, they have sunglasses, tons of really cool looking sunglasses. And then they have a lot of watches. I don't know if you've traveled lately, but in every airport, we stopped at a couple on our way here, and, and they've got a lot of watches. And I happened to see a fake counterfeit Rolex watch. And I bought one, of course. I mean, I couldn't resist. I had to have it. It's like amazing. And so, no, I, I didn't actually. And, uh, but, but fakes. We live in a culture of fakes. I mean, who would want to, why would you buy real diamonds when you can have Cubic zirconium. Now, all the ladies are thinking, 
Um, excuse me? Uh, don't think so. I mean, but we, we, we live in a culture of fakes, and then you have pleather. Pleather is plastic and leather mixed. Like some of the jackets you guys wore on your way in this morning. Oh, there's just so many fakes. I mean, we got fake wood finishes. That's laminate, they call it. And then you have this decorating idea called faux painting. What's that? That's, that's you know, painting with, you know, to design a certain finish. You've got faux painting. And then you've got fake hair. I don't, but some of you do. We got, you got fake, you got fake hair, you got wigs, you got fake teeth. I'll just stop right there. <laughs> but the sad thing is, now that's funny, but this is not. The sad thing is, we have fake Christians. We have faux Christians. We have fake prophets. And if you're not careful, you'll be fooled into believing that what they have is the truth. And so Jesus says, beware of false prophets. This word beware literally means to be on guard at all times. It means to be on lookout for false prophets. First John chapter 4, verse 1, if you were with us in that study, you know it was John who said essentially the same thing that Jesus is saying. John said, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, Jesus says, Beware of false prophets. John says, Beware of false prophets. We'll look at it later, and Paul the Apostle says, beware of false prophets. So Jesus says, beware of false prophets. That indicates to us right up front, before we even get going, that there is such a tale as false prophets. In other words, everyone that you hear speaking the word of God, or speaking for God, they are not true prophets. There is this person called false prophets. You see? And I'm amazed. I don't know about you, but I am just amazed at how gullible Christians are. There are some people and some Christians who are so naive as they believe that someone would, they can't believe that someone would intentionally lead someone down the wrong path. Yes, it's true. Someone will intentionally lead you down the wrong path. Christians believe anything they hear in the spiritual realm, whether it's on Oprah or article in Guy Post magazine or on Newsweek or even on TBN. If a person stands up and quotes a few scriptures, makes a few references to Jesus, we're hooked. They must be Christian. They must be a prophet. And John says, and Jesus says, Christians, don't assume that every spiritual experience and don't assume that every demonstration of spiritual power or spiritual phenomenon is of God. Oh, don't misunderstand me. I'm not being disrespectful. But when I happen to turn on the TV 
and I see one certain evangelist walking on the stage, walking back and forth and bringing people's wheelchairs up and, and blowing on people. And then I was absolutely amazed. Behind him were hundreds of hundreds of people in the choir and he just went bam bam did you feel the holy spirit and the choir just goes ah they're all slain in the spirit they're all knocked out for jesus oh don't assume that every spiritual experience and every spiritual phenomenon is of god I like to say, listen, Christian, here's Rodney 1-1. Stop being a spiritual chump. Y'all forgive me. You forgive me. Don't be a spiritual chump. Don't believe everything that you hear or see just because it seems spiritual. Jesus says the same thing. Beware of false prophets who will come to you in sheep's clothing. Now, for the remainder of our time, if you're taking notes, I'm going to give you an outline of two points. And we're going to spend time on these two points. Talking about false prophets. Jesus says beware of them. Why? Two things. Number one, because they're deceptive. And number two, because they're dangerous. They are deceptive and they are dangerous. Notice what Jesus said. He said they're deceptive. Why? Because they come to you in sheep's clothing. They come to you wearing a sheep suit. Not a cheap suit. Or maybe they do have a cheap suit, but it's also a sheep suit. They're deceptive. You see, they're, they're deceptive. They come to you disguised. Now, forgive me while I state the obvious. Here's the obvious. Maybe you could miss this. Notice Jesus said, they come to you. They come to you. In other words, you don't go out, I don't go out looking for a false prophet. We don't go out, here, false prophet. Here, false prophet. Where are you? False prophet. False prophet. Come out, come out, wherever you are, false prophet. You don't do that. Jesus said, they come to you. And they often come to you on Saturday morning. Or ding dong, false prophet on the doorstep. You know, you come to the door with bedhead <laughs> in your jammies. You got your little nighty cap. I love the nighty cap. Don't you love the nighty cap where it just goes really long with the ball on the end? I love the nighty cap. You come to the door, you know, no makeup. No! Nigga. Hi. And they always start like this. Hi. Would you like to go to heaven? And you, you uh, what kind of question is that? You know, would I like to go to heaven? Let's see. Now, this is a deceptive question. Because let's just face it. Everyone wants to go to heaven. Who's going to say, no, I don't want to go to heaven. I want to go to hell. Uh, could you show me how to get to hell? I, I really am trying to get to hell. Look, lady, I'm just trying to get to hell. No, nobody's going to say that. So the question itself, first of all, is deceptive. Would you like to go to heaven? Of course I want to go to heaven. Everyone wants to go to heaven. Who doesn't want to go to heaven? 
So what we have to do is not necessarily listen to what they're saying, but listen to what they're saying. And then we've got to go one step further and define what they're saying. Because when you talk about heaven and the heaven that you speak of is not the heaven that, that the Bible teaches. It's a different heaven. Oftentimes we've got to define what they're saying because they're giving the words, these Christian words, they, they're giving them different meanings. And so they come to your door and they look like sheep and they act like sheep. Bah, bah, hallelujah. They look like sheep. They act like sheep. They talk like sheep. Some even smell like sheep. But Jesus said they are wolves. They are deceptive. They don't announce themselves as liars and leaders of lies. They don't show up on your doorstep and say, hi, I'm a false prophet and I'm here to lead you astray and take you into bondage and damn your soul to hell for eternity. They don't do that. They're deceptive and they use Christian language. And yet when it comes down to it, as I said, their definitions are very different. They transform themselves, the Bible says, into angels of light. Where you get that from, Rodney? Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 says this. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be According to their works. Guys, listen. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I am not trying to insult anyone. I'm not trying to criticize and I'm not trying to offend. But as your pastor, I have to, your pastor and your friend, I need to tell you the truth. And I need to help you to understand that there are people who do not teach what the Bible says. And they are false prophets, even though they are dressed in a sheep suit. They are not. They are not. They are not Christians. Who are they, Rodney? Well, Jehovah's Witnesses. Jehovah's Witness is not a Christian organization. It is a cult. And it is very deceptive. Did you know that they have recently changed the color of their Bible? Did you know that? There was one time that their, their, their color of their Bible used to be green. I remember this because whenever I would see them, I know by the green Bible, oh, they're Jehovah's Witnesses. Now they've changed the color of their Bible and now it's black. Why? Deception. The Church of the Latter-day Saints, the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints, better known as Mormonism. Mormonism is not a Christian organization. It is a cult. They are wolves in sheep's clothing. Unitarianism is a cult. Christian science is a cult. I had a brother come up to me just after the last service and said, Pastor Rodney, I have a friend who is Christian science. He says, How? and this, this brother had an Asian brother. He had tears in his eyes. 
He said, what do I tell him? I said, man, you tell him the same thing you tell anybody else. You tell him about Jesus. Don't talk about moral relativism. And don't talk about any other ism. Amen, saints? Oh, no, 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 don't get down that path. Well, what do you think about, you know, Adam? And did Adam have a navel? <laughs> did God make a rock so big he can't pick it up? Don't get down that. Oh, whatever. <laughs> don't get down that path with him. And that's an endless path going nowhere. That's a fast track to nowhere. You tell him about Jesus. Because I'll tell you something. Where any cult and Christianity converge or or differ is in the person and the work of Jesus Christ, period. Who is he? Is this man crazy to call himself God, to make himself God? Who would not think it robbery to be equal with God? Is he crazy or is he God? Lunatic, liar, or Lord. You see, that, that's where we dissect with other cults. People who don't know God. Unitarianism, it's a cult. You know, Chuck Smith said this about Unitarianism. He said, Unitarianism is like grape nut cereal. They're neither grapes nor nuts. <laughs> and, you know, I had to think about that. I mean, this is inquiry minds want to know. You know, I, I really had to think about it. I mean, think about it. This is messing up my world. I mean, grape nut cereal. Think about it. They're, they're grape nut cereal. Grape nut cereal. Why do they call it grape nut cereal? They, they don't have grapes in them and they don't have nuts in them. I mean, why do they call it grape nuts? I mean, this is messing me up. I can't even preach anymore. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm. And Christian science is neither Christian nor scientific. They're not Christians. You know, and it's sad, but in the church today, you know, we have to beware of teaching in the church today under the umbrella of Protestantism. We have to be careful of what we're hearing and what we're receiving and what is being taught to us because there are many false teachings and heretical doctrines that are leading Christians who go to church every Sunday and every Wednesday. They are leading them astray. I'll tell you something. The faith movement is heresy. Yeah, I said it. The faith movement is her- Don't misunderstand me. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Don't misunderstand me. I am into and believe that God is a God who takes care of his people. God will always take care of you. God will always take care of you. I'll say it again in case you were asleep. God will always take care of you, saints. Amen. But look, we are not in a position to tell God what to do. Because God is God and you're not him. Name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, take it and make it, bro. It's yours, man. Believe God. And you've got what's called dominion theology. I hope you don't know what that is. I hope you have no idea what I'm talking about. 
But dominion theology, all of these teachings, and please don't misunderstand me. You guys know me. I believe that God provides. I believe that God loves his people and God will provide for his people. I believe in faith. But I think that we have to be very, very careful because some of these doctrines are causing Christians, listen, are causing Christians to put their hearts and to hold their hearts here on the earth. When the Bible tells us that you are not to set your affections on things below, but to set your affection on things above. Don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust doeth corrupt them, but lay up for thyself treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not corrupt, where thieves do not break in and steal, because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And it's criminal what some of these damnable heresies are doing to the church. Believe it. You want a bigger house? Believe it. You want more stuff? Believe it. Get a bigger car? Believe it. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.